Hello, and welcome back to Catching Up David. Today is episode 33, Avatar. Hello, Kristen. Hello, David. Hello, Howie. Greetings, David. So Avatar is a 2009 epic science fiction film. It stars Sam Worthington, Zoe Saldana, Stephen Lang, Michelle Rodriguez, and Sigourney Weaver. I'm not sure why I've heard of Zoe Saldana. Have we seen something with her in it? I recognize the name. She was in Guardians of the... Technically, we did. You would not remember her, though. She was in Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. But she's also... Have you seen the most recent Star Trek movies? No. David! What? I mean, that's what this whole show is about, but what? come on. What, yeah, I just Are didn't you... say anything. <laughs> <laughs> is it that surprising? They're so good, though. But she plays Ahura, and she's Gamora in the Guardians movies. Yes. Okay. So nothing that you Guardians are aware of. of the nothing galaxy. that I've seen, except for that one thing no. that we did an episode on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But she was like a really small role in that one. Yeah. I also didn't realize Sigourney Weaver was in it until I saw her name in the credits. And I was like, oh, was she Grace? And then it turns out she was Grace. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if Wait, that counts. Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, I don't know if that counts as recognizing her or not. But. No. <laughs> Once I saw her name, I was able to put two and two together. <laughs> Once you saw her name after seeing her face for three hours and not placing it. Yeah. So, Avatar. It was very popular with audiences and critics alike and was the highest grossing film of all time for nearly a decade, until it was overtaken by Avengers Endgame. It's still the second highest grossing film of all time adjusted for inflation after Gone with the Wind, which is a lot. Like, that's an old movie. It is. It was. That's an old movie. Yeah. It was the first film to gross over $2 billion at the box office, and it received nine Academy Award nominations, including Best Picture and Best Director, and one for art direction, cinematography, and visual effects. Finally, and this was a note on the Wikipedia I thought was funny, the popularity of Avatar was directly responsible for electronics manufacturers starting to release 3D televisions and increase the popularity of 3D films in general. So... Oh yeah, you know, now that you mention it, I do remember 3D TVs being marketed specifically so you can watch Avatar. Yeah, that was a thing, like, 10 years ago. And, yeah. and now there are... It's all coming back. Yeah, are, are they? There aren't really 3D TVs anymore that I've seen. No, I just meant the memories are coming back <laughs> to me of yes. like having that advertised and me thinking, why would, why would you, why would you, <laughs> why would you invest in this? Like at all, but let alone for Avatar. Yeah, you can have that, that movie theater experience in your own home. I've only seen one movie in 3D and it was Jurassic World and I don't know. I don't know that I was really excited by the technology. 3D isn't that great because I feel like no. either it's it's so subtle that it doesn't make enough of a difference to counteract the motion sickness you start to feel. Or it's, like, extra gimmicky in the movies. And then they can never just be, like, reaching for a glass of water. They have to be reaching for a glass of water specifically for the 3D shot. And I don't yeah. like Yeah, it. it's like... It's never worked for me. It's like dinosaurs, but they're jumping at your face. Yeah. 
and you're going over a waterfall, but like you're gonna go into the waterfall. Although I did see the Polar Express in 3D, IMAX 3D, and that was fun because you you go over a mountain and you're like, whoa, I'm going to fall off the mountain. But no, (laughs) you're in a theater. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that being scary. At 10? Yeah. I can see it working for Polar Express. It also worked for... The Rugrats Go Wild, which was <laughs> yeah. a 4D movie because it came with the scents that you could smell along the way. Mm-hmm. They don't make them like that anymore. They really don't. Like, right, like, save the really gimmicky 3D attractions for the amusement parks. They're really fun there. But for the movie theater, uh, I don't know. Just let the movie do its thing. Have you ever done one of those where, like, you watch a movie, but you're in seats that, like, twist and turn and stuff? You always seem to be in a spaceship. Uh, yeah, only but only I, in like Disney World. Yeah, I like, did what? that at an Air Force base, and so you got to like see as if you were piloting the plane. Um, it kind of makes one feel sick. Yeah, indeed. I think I think we used, to, but it was fun. Yeah, my dad used to be into them. So like when we'd go to the Illinois State Fair, they'd usually have something like that. So we would. Mm-hmm. I mean, I say my dad was into them. I was also a child who liked those. <laughs> but it was easy to convince him because he was into them as well. So we would do those things there. I appreciate that. Yeah. What a wholesome memory. Yeah. Illinois State Fair was great when I was a child. We we don't have to get into it in this Avatar introduction. <laughs> but <laughs> if you've never been to the Illinois State Fair, I recommend it. It's a pretty good time. <laughs> so... In case it's I'll go on that yeah. note when there's no pandemic. Yeah, exactly. When when you can be around people again. Yeah. In case it's been a while since you've seen it, Avatar is the story of Jake Sully, a disabled marine in the year twenty one fifty four. After his twin brother is killed in a mugging, Jake is offered the opportunity to take his place on a mission to the forest moon Pandora where he will control a genetically modified creature known as an avatar in order to make contact with the native population, the Navi. Jake accepts and soon falls in love with the world, the forest, and Neytiri, the Navi daughter of the village leaders. But Jake has made a deal to get the use of his legs back with Colonel Quartich, head of the human encampment security force, (laughs) to give him information on the Navi's home, the home tree which happens to be growing directly above a huge vein of unobtainium, the mineral the humans are mining from Pandora and selling for vast sums of money. After the humans attack and destroy the home tree, Jake has to decide where his loyalties lie, to the mission or to the Navi. Some forest horses, brain connector braids, and an abandoned copy of the Lorax, Avatar. So, Where was the abandoned copy of the Lorax? I don't remember that. In the school. When um when they first hmm. go out into the jungle on like their first mission, they see the um abandoned school and among the debris that we never find out anything about now that it occurs to me, but uh <laughs> <laughs> in the debris of, of the school there's a copy of the Lorax on the floor. Huh. I somehow missed that completely. Yeah, same. Well, there, there you go. Point for me. Well, point for David. David. You get a point. I get a point. So, in looking up personality quizzes, 
we found two of them, one of which is an actual official avatar quiz where you can find out which clan of the Navi you belong to that's on the avatar website. So ignoring the fact that I don't remember any of the clans actually being named in the movie <laughs> and that we only really hang out with Neytiri's clan, we had to do the official quiz. There was no real choice there. So Yeah, for sure. Kristen, which Navi clan did you get? I got clan Anurai? Anurai? It's A-N-U-R-A-I. And that is, uh, they say that they are creative, musical, introspective, and wise. I can read you the whole description, but it's kind of long. They are kind of long, but... They are, which I like the, I like the depth of it, but I don't know. Shall I? You can always cut it out. Sure, go ahead. It says, your inner spirit is in tune with the movements of the moons and heavens above, and you look to the mysterious journeys of the stars to help shape your destiny. Like all NRI, or NRI clan members, you're creative by nature, either in the traditional arts of painting, drawing, or sculpture, or you're musically inclined, able to express yourself through instruments both physical and vocal. Nothing fulfills you more than when you are creating something original to share with your friends, family, and loved ones. And I'd say <clears> that that's, that's fairly accurate. I like to art. I've played like four or five different instruments. I'll take it. Well done, Avatar.com. If that's the website, I don't know. It is. It is. Hell yeah. Did either of you get the same clan? I didn't. I didn't either. Loser. Wow, we got different results. All right, David, let's see if we got the same one. I got Clan Kekunan. I am daring, athletic, impulsive, and fearless, and all of those describe me <laughs> to a T. I am definitely all four of those things. That sounds right. That's yeah, if the there is one I thing know. that can be said about you, <laughs> exactly. If there is one thing that can be said about you, it is that you are truly fearless. Like the rest of Clan Kakunan, your ability to leap into the great unknown, grasping the sides of the sheerest mountains and braving the winds and waves to make Sahelu with the beautiful and dangerous Ikram, is unparalleled by any other Navi clan. You love nothing more than to leap and dance from one floating mountain to another and urge your Kakunan brothers and sisters to further feats of daring. This is uh, extremely accurate and reminds me of my impressive athletic feat of giving up from my beanbag chair in my <laughs> living room. I was going to say that it's it's a pretty impressive leap from getting up from your beanbag chair to leaping from one mountain to the next. Yeah, but I can I do it. I didn't know they were so related. Because I'm Clan Kakudan. Yes. And that's how it be. Pandora.com has spoken. Fuck, Avatar.com has spoken. <laughs> ha! Damn it. Yeah. They kicked you out just for that. Well, they didn't. I got Clan Teirangi. Which Ooh. is a third clan that exists in the Avatar universe. <laughs> the Teirangi are unconventional, eclectic, adaptable, and progressive. Like the sister Okay. Yeah. Like the sister Ikran flying yeah, clan of the north, the Teirangi clan of the Eastern Sea are daring banshee riders who live to soar through the skies. As part of the Teirangi clan, you're an independent spirit untethered to convention and unburdened by even the strictest Navi clan rules. You feel freest when cruising over the crystal waters of the Pandoran Ocean on your Ikron, diving like the Terran cor cormorant to catch fish and then spiraling out of the water into the blue skies of Pandora. 
Yeah, I've seen you do that. Yeah, I, I do that quite frequently. All the time. There, there. You just told us how you did that last Thursday. Yeah. There, there, are cormorants. Nailed you. there are cormorants that live on the river right outside of my apartment. And I ride my Ekron past them <laughs> yeah, frequently. Like all the time. <laughs> to go fishing in the river behind your house. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's uh, a very common activity in my life. Because I am of Clan Tehrangi. <laughs> yeah. So, if you would like to find out which Navi clan you belong to, there are probably even more than three, somehow. <laughs> I think there are four. Yeah. <clears throat> you can go to... So the fact that we got three out of four separate ones is actually very impressive. Yeah. For sure. So. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so then what characters did we get? Hallie, we already know what yours is because you messed up. Yeah, I messed up when I linked it in the chat. When the link, it showed who I was. So I got Neytiri, which is like the best that I could hope for, really. Yeah, I also got Neytiri. Nice. I did not get Neytiri. Who'd you get? I got Jake Salee. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be Grace. Grace is great. Grace, Grace would be a top tier result. Grace was the only one I would have been happier with. Over Neytiri. Yeah. I don't think Jake Sully is, like, bad. He's, yeah. He's, like, a middle. But, like, I, I don't know. When, it's, when it's, you have other options, I don't like, why, want Why would you him. want Jake Sully <laughs> with, like, other options? Yeah. Yeah, there doesn't seem to... It says... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, it says, you've known the taste of hardship and can persevere no matter what is thrown your way. Natiri was right. There's a strong and fearless heart beating inside of you. So that's me. Mm. Strong and fearless. That's what they called me in high school. Strong, fearless Henningsen. Yeah. I thought it was raw power wildcard Henningsen. It's raw power wildcard <laughs> strong, fearless Henningsen. Your name is getting really long and really obnoxious to say. That's how it is sometimes, you know? When you're the best of the best, you can do that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, seeing it for the first time, I think I enjoyed it more than I thought that I would. Like, I was skeptical of it going into Scale it. Scale of 1 to 10. Yeah, give us your number. So, let me, let me lead <laughs> up to my number. Let me lead up to okay. it. I do have a number for you. But, like, I was skeptical going into it because, one, it's very long. And, two, I haven't actually heard from anyone who's like, wow, I love Avatar. Um, <laughs> like, I told a friend I was watching it for the podcast, and she said she got ten minutes into it before turning it off because it was too cliche and cheesy, which is, like, along the lines of things I've heard about Avatar in the past. And, like... It's also definitely, like, kind of a white savior movie where, like, white dude swoops yeah. in to save the mm -hmm. native population. It's like, you know, dances with wolves in space. And it's got, mm -hmm. like, it's got, it's got a lot of problems. But I, I don't know. It was, like, enjoyable to look at. There's, like, space cats yeah. and flying dinosaurs and, like, a weird neural network tree thing. So, so like, problems aside... 
and there are, again, a lot of them. I liked it at least as much as I did Titanic. So I would say it's like a six and a half. You, even when I know you don't like a thing that I also don't like, you're somehow disappointing. To rank this alongside Titanic. Titanic is just the bar by which all other movies are going to be judged is, by now. <laughs> yeah, that's what you've done. That's your fault. You've set the standard. Rank this alongside Titanic. I just can't believe James Cameron made both of these movies. <laughs> I get, like, upset when I think about it. Yeah. Yeah, he, he sure did. Yeah. So talk to me about talk to me about your reaction to seeing it again, Hallie. You loved it? I mean, uh, I remember seeing it in theaters. I don't know, like, who I was with. But I think people... I mean, I remember the general agreement after the movie being, oh, we didn't know that was just Dances with Wolves slash Pocahontas, some people were calling it. Which, like, I don't normally like when people are just like, oh, this movie had the same plot as this other movie, because I don't think that inherently makes a movie bad. Like, movies can have the same or similar plots, but then have other things that make them unique that makes you like one movie more than the other. But, like, uh, Avatar didn't, it didn't do it for me. I actually, when I was watching this, I hadn't remembered almost any of it when I came back to it. Except that it was pretty, which was its chief selling point, I think, especially for the 3D TVs. So, like, it delivers on what it promised to deliver, which was, like, really cool effects and graphics and animation and stuff. I just, like, it didn't do anything with it. I don't know. I don't really care about anyone in the movie, and I feel bad that I don't. Yeah. It's just like, I, it's just like, uh, like, I feel like, I feel like I ate dry toast after I watch it. <laughs> but like, but like what I ordered was toast with jam. That's what Pandora should have been. That's what Avatar should, I get them confused all the time. That's what Avatar should have been. Toast with jam. And it was just dry toast. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, I kept pausing it. Like, I had to pause it to, like, get up and, like, make tea and, like, put my dinner away, ETC, ETC. And, like, I generally try to watch movies all the way through, if I can help it, to, like, get the actual, like, extended viewing experience. But with Avatar, I just was, like, I don't think I'm going to be missing anything by, like, pausing and letting my brain take a break for five minutes. I just, I don't know. I don't like it subjective. I don't think it's super bad. Like, I'd give it a five. Like, it, like, it's a movie that does its job. It tells a story, and it's got characters. <laughs> and there's a climax. It's, like, not a bad film. It's just a lot of nothing. Yeah. Kristen, how did you feel about it? I went into watching it and went into this episode thinking, I'm going to have to defend Avatar, aren't I? And that is the case. Because I found it enjoyable. Like, yes, there's there's the white savior problem, which is bad. Even more so because, as I do, and you know what? This is actually very telling. I didn't read all of the IMDb trivia about it. I read, like, a few and then was like, okay. Like, I love reading the trivia. And I got through the Avatar ones and was like, that's fine. <laughs> I'm and, done. and I didn't keep going, so. But one of the ones is that they had picked... Um, Sam Worthington, who plays uh, Jake Sully, 
because he was more of like an everyday man, I think the other options up were Jake Gyllenhaal and some other well-known actor. And they're like, no, no, no. Like you want the guy who you don't know, who just seems like a real, you know, casual, personable person who could grab a beer with. And, you know, they end up like running the clan. And I think it's the fact that they say the running the clan that's so bad because it's like you have mm-hmm. you have whole clans full of natives and this white boy comes in with his like genetically modified thing. I don't know. Like it's real convenient so, that the other clan leader, Sute, I think his name was, that yeah. he uh died in battle. Like really convenient so that we don't feel too bad about Jake Sully taking over the Navi, but and like I, I do think oh, I, I still felt pretty bad about I, it. <laughs> <laughs> the the tiniest benefit of the doubt that I will give them is that Jake is the bridge between worlds at this point. Like he knows the culture of the Navi, and he obviously knows about all these other people at the not military base, but basically, and so he is like the bridge between worlds. And clearly he shows good leadership skills. So, like, that's the tiniest bone I'm going to throw it. Because even then I'm like, okay, but you couldn't find anyone else inside this group of people who, you know, has been gearing up for this and is prepared. And they can just, like, work with Jake in tandem. Like, that could that was an option. Well, like, at the end they kick everybody off anyway. So they don't need yeah. the cultural bridge anymore. I don't. <clears throat> Although at the end, I guess he doesn't, you know, end up running anything per se. But it it's pretty heavily implied. It's heavily so implied, obviously. That he, yeah. So that's especially because he. Um, oh God, what is Zoe Saldana's character's name? Natiri. Uh oh, there you go. The yeah. Natiri, and like obviously he's with her, and she is essentially royalty. So that's more encouragement for him to be the leader i don't know so that's the biggest problem with it but i do think it was enjoyable i love freaking space stuff and they had good world building although they like took the time to think of all these clans and subsets without going into them and so i think it could have been a little more in depth but that could have run the risk of making it like a four hour long movie so I see why they didn't. And maybe they will in Avatar 2, if it ever comes out. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> I do think it had, like, really good world building, and visually it was stunning, and plot-wise, I mean, it was, like, entertaining. It was engaging. I enjoyed watching it. However, I don't I don't think it was dry toast. It was toast with jelly, but it was <laughs> grape jelly, which I'm not a fan of. And so it's it's like I'll eat it. It's not bad per se. But next time I watch a movie, I'm going to pick a movie that has some raspberry jelly on it. I'm not going for grape. I probably won't just pick up Avatar again to watch it seeing as this is God. the first time I watched it in like 8 years. Yeah. But I, I had have... fun. You can you can understand that you enjoyed watching a movie and that you probably won't see it again super soon, and it doesn't inherently mean it's bad or that you didn't have fun. I get that. So, Kristen? So those are my thoughts on Avatar. 
Kristen, do you feel like we need four more Avatar sequels? Um, I think we need nine more, actually. Okay. Are, are they going to have four? Are four in the line? So, according to, according to Wikipedia, where all of my reliable information comes from, <laughs> Avatar 2 and 3 have completed principal filming and are scheduled to be released in December 2022 and 2024. And then there's two more sequels okay. after that in 2026 and 2028. I don't... <clears throat> okay, they they did principal filming for two and three, especially because Disney invested a hefty chunk of money into making Pandora at their mm-hmm. theme parks. Yeah, so they gotta they gotta keep going with Avatar, if only for that to like make it more relevant and worth it. So I believe they'll do two and three. I don't, I don't think they'll get to four and five. I mean, it is already going to be what like a twelve, thirteen year time gap between the first and second and then the second and third are so close together probably only because they filmed them together but are they really gonna get their act together to make four and five i don't think so so i think it's just gonna be two and three unless it does really well who knows but uh i don't i don't think it needs more i would be i would be vaguely interested in a sequel i'd be like yeah I'm gonna go see that. Yeah, I'll Am admit I going to expect it to like be my favorite movie of the summer. No, I'll admit that I would I would see an Avatar two because I want to know what it's about. I want to know where they go with this, but I would go in with my arms crossed, not wanting to like it. <laughs> see, I I do so also I probably <laughs> wouldn't like it <laughs> coming out. See, either. I was thinking. I do like go. It felt like this movie was pretty well self-contained and oh yeah definitely it seems like since since avatar is kind of a mishmash of tropes already i feel like we could brainstorm an avatar sequel right now and it would be if not close (laughs) to whatever avatar 2 winds up being like a pretty serviceable plot treatment for what it could be like a rival clan shows up and stakes out turf or something like that. yeah or like the humans come back because the unobtainium is still there and there's unfinished business now. So like they have to they have to go up against Jake Sully's clan, which cause he's now leading the clan. And there's probably somebody from Jake Sully's past who uh makes the trip out. <laughs> the muggers who murdered his brother are yeah, there. Yeah, they've joined they've joined <laughs> the military back. and uh <laughs> Now the cliffhanger at the end of the second one is that they've actually brought his brother back to life or they've made a clone of him. <laughs> yeah. And that clone is in charge of the uh the whatever. <laughs> the baddies. <laughs> yeah. I do also another thing that I enjoyed about Avatar is that it has a very deep respect for nature and all those around you like all the living creatures and i do also appreciate that when they did have to show them like killing an animal like especially when it was done for mercy's sake like those little um slimy black dog looking things when she had to like kill one of those because it was whining actually we may have seen that one but they're like the camera conveniently moves away and as a person who cares deeply about animals even these little fictional ones that are aliens i like that they don't like 
they don't make it a whole violent spectacle. It's not gory. It's not anything like that. So I appreciate that. And just the whole vi- environmental um, component to it. And just respecting the cultures and traditions of those around you and of the planet. So yay Avatar for that. I agree that the moral is good and it teaches good things. It's just that, like, it was so close. It was so, so close to, like, Native American, like, movies showing that plot with Native Americans that I was just, like, uncomfortable the whole time. And I was like, like, yeah, these things are good. But at the end of the day, I feel like Jake Sully gets a huge pat on the back for realizing that genocide is bad. And I I was just like... (laughs) Everything, like, of course, of course, driving a whole indigenous population out of their home for unobtainium is bad. And of course, machine guns for diplomacy is bad. So I was like, yeah. to spend several months with these people, spending every single day with them to be like, you know, I don't think it's a good thing that we should tear down their home. Like, this didn't (laughs) occur to you sooner. Like what? And he spent he spent like get... several weeks, if not months, of that time reporting back to the evil military guy, and like yeah, and yeah. like get... it was only at the like... very end that he's like, I haven't heard from you in like two weeks. What's going on? And I'm like, so up until two weeks ago, you were doing this? Yeah, <laughs> like the military and the military too it's like obviously they're the bad guys but i almost don't like hating the military because like yes they're the bad guys <laughs> like yes this crew cut colonel what's his face is terrible but he's like i don't know he feels like a parody villain and it doesn't feel like the right movie for him yeah yeah i mean i did like i did appreciate how like americans and humans in general were the evil ones and that it's really oh, yeah, easy sure. to root against them in favor of the Navi. But Very. like between evil military guy who's just like every dumb tough guy military trope wound up all together, and then especially comically evil corporate guy <laughs> who just sits around <laughs> I like did, yeah. <laughs> putting golf balls into a coffee mug and destroying huge swaths of forest. Like that's that's all he really does. And talk about yeah. money. I do think because James Cameron wanted to make this and release it in like the 90s so part of me thinks that like the script was written then and they made like the most minor updates but back in the 90s they were like yeah this is this is the epitome of corporate greed this guy plays golf with a mug in his office that's cool that's gonna drive it home and then they kept it. And it's like, I mean, you're not wrong, but, like, it has become very cliched at this point. (laughs) Right? Yeah. I feel like like if this movie were shot in the 80s and looked like a movie from the 80s, I would like it a lot more, actually. Like, if... Yeah. Because it does have that sort of, like, 80s sci-fi movie earnestness to it, but it doesn't look... It doesn't have that look and that feel. It feels really modern and clean like that is a thing that i did really enjoy about the movie mm-hmm. is like the cgi still felt like it held up really well oh, I, sure. I thought that it was going to be pretty dated and jarring but it was still like there were so many like good visual scenes like i really liked the first scene where we see the avatars in their tanks and we get to see like how huge they are uh. and like when like 
Sute jumps into the helicopter and starts like throwing guys out of the back of the helicopter. Like Navi are so big. It's like every time you get like the Navi next to like humans, it's it's so right. weird in a good way. They're so big. It is. No, the the effects are definitely fun, and like I think that the movie deserved all the like visual uh, awards that it got. I have no compunctions there. Yeah. It's good stuff. It freaked me out though. I realized I have a thing. I I don't like test tubes. <laughs> I I don't I did I did not like watching the the avatars floating in their little test tubes. I I, I hated it actually. Did you feel the they... same way when we were watching the Pokemon movie and they were No, and I was just about pods? to say like Mewtwo gets a pass. I think the 2D animation really helped soften that for me. I didn't like the realistic uh the realistic aspects of that. Okay. Fair. Yeah, not for me. Yeah. Also, I was I was enjoying this movie until I was like, huh, yeah, it really is sort of, sort of like Pocahontas, isn't it? Which again, you can have very similar plots. I mean, look at most romantic comedies. Like, they follow a formula. They just like change a few things a bit. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. But what was bad yeah. was when I thought, and you mentioned it, that it was kind of like Dances with Wolves, which is like one of my least favorite movies of all time. I freaking <laughs> hate Dances with Wolves. I know that you hate it. And then I was like, God, no, it just went down like at least a half a point. <laughs> <laughs> I am sorry to ruin an enjoyment of a movie that way. And it, and I And I feel bad criticizing it for those things because like, it tells a message that should be important, and I love over-the-top characters, so I don't know why none of it works for me. It's funny yeah. because in Avatar. watching things now, not that I always, like, root for the villains, but I think, you know, when you're younger, you're like, this guy's supposed to be bad, so we don't like him. And obviously, it's more complex than that. And I, I kind of liked the, like, jerky guy who was supposed to be, like, the, the betrothed. What is his name? Sute? Sute? Yeah, I, I kind of like Sute. I was like, yeah, you're fair. Like, you don't trust this white boy coming he in was here. was fine. Who would? <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. I think when I first saw it, I was like, wow, he's not being very nice to Jake Sully. And now I'm like, good, rough him up. <laughs> yeah, like, good. <laughs> like, I can't explain the fury I felt when Jake Sully was in their camp and then he heard uh, uh, Daitari refer to the chief as Deitiri referred to her the chief as her father and he was like oh nice to meet you and he did like the handshake and everybody flipped out because you're supposed to feel for Jake in that scene like oh he tried to do a nice thing but he's in a hostile environment it's like no why no Jake you were smarter than this surely surely you are smarter than this to know that your cultural hello is not the same as their cultural hello and that even if it was you're not in the position to do that right now but no you're being passed off as the cool guy I want to get a beer with because you tried I'd to give that person a handshake. Okay, I wasn't as hostile as that, good lord. Yeah, probably not. I think not. it was more so just like, clearly they're like trying to, you know, they're deciding whether or not you should live. So maybe don't outstend your hand and react towards them. But I'm, I'm not sitting there like, God, Jake, you're so stupid. I hate you and I wish they would just kill you already, which apparently is what you thought. Apparently I was. And 
I don't know. I was getting really frustrated with like a lot of things he did. So I think I just subjectively don't like Jake very much. Like at the beginning when he started his little video logs, he would be talking and then he'd stop and turn around and be like, do I have to do this now to Grace? And I was like, thanks for trying to show me his personality movie. <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> I was being such a little shit watching it. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, he kept you, trying. You were in a mood. Yeah, I was in a mood, but he kept trying to do these cutesy little, like, one-liners, and I was like, no, movie's trying to make him seem cool, and so I therefore do not like him. <laughs> it's not It's not working for me. I mean, in his defense, he's he's not trying to be cutesy. He just turned around and said this line <laughs> that was written in the script. No, I know, but that's, that's, it's the script's fault. I don't know. The script did a lot of things like that that just irked me. The way the in, in the way that can't believe it irks B and B movie <laughs> in ways that nobody agrees with and that I can't fully explain. But there were like at least three instances of can't believe it in in Avatar that bothered me. And him turning around to be like, Do I have to do this now? was one of them. As was the handshake. Can't wait to find out what the third one is as we uh, go along this little journey. I'm sure I'm sure. Just give it like four minutes and you're going to be like, oh. Was it the fact that he Uh, was a twin? Because that bothered me. Yeah, how did you feel about that as a twin? Yeah, I hate, I think I hate twins in movies just because like they're always twins for the dumbest reasons. (laughs) Like. I don't know. I'm a twin. Define what you mean by twins for the dumbest reasons. Like, like okay, so I'm a twin. You're just born My brain a twin. is very different yes. than my brother's brain. And, like, <laughs> why couldn't they have just needed a security guy who was in an, an avatar body and pick Jake due to his marine background and then make him his own avatar? Like, why did they have to shoehorn in a reason why they had to use his dead brother's body? Like... That doesn't it doesn't make any sense. It, because like what Because he's unfamiliar with with the whole world. He didn't study this, which is why it's going to help be like we are Jake Sully going into this world as a complete outsider and they can't just do that as an outsider if these take years and lots and lots of money to develop. So he has to have a shared DNA with someone. And then there has to be a reason that that person can't use it. Well, that's the reason that the movie gives, but couldn't they have also just needed a marine and made him his own avatar and have him slightly familiar but no because that's a lot of money yeah but like they would have briefed him more i don't know it seems like if he was a marine and they brought him in his first instinct would probably just be to like shoot everyone and then therefore natari is that her name i can't remember it natiri like shot him natiri would have just shot him on sight and then the movie would be done in 10 minutes that would have been Okay. I stand by it. I can't speak as a twin. No, it's ridiculous. Every, it doesn't every... it doesn't make any sense. That's not how twins work. Nobody <laughs> understands how twins work. It makes me so mad. <laughs> they're not saying that their brains are the same. They're saying that their DNA is But similar. his brain would have to be the same if like if he's linking up neurologically or whatever. Like, the fact that the DNA is the same doesn't no, make any difference. No, it's just built off like, of DNA. Like, that shouldn't make any difference. It's ridiculous. Like. No, they built it. I mean, if they built something that's, like, meant for me genetically, 
it's not gonna work if they just give it to my friend because we don't have the same genetics. If you give it to my sister, we came from the same parents. There's a much better chance that that's gonna work out. And it was made for him genetically. See, this is this is the kind of because this you is have the to, kind like, of like bullshit science uh, <laughs> like stuff that twins always have to deal with in movies. There's always like, oh, but their genetics are the same, so That's this, fair. that, and the other thing will would have to work. It's like, no. <laughs> That's fair. You would not enjoy the movie Eagle Eye with Shia LaBeouf. Do not watch it. You will get mad. <laughs> We have to go through so much. Nobody understands. It's never just casual. Twins. Yeah, it's never. There's it's always never like, someone who's it's never like one this person just Nobel happens Peace to have Prize. a twin brother. They don't really get along because they're very different people, and you know, see each other maybe once every couple of weeks, and it's awkward. Like things are with me and my brother. <laughs> Nobody has that relationship. It's always like. They're mystical. They have special powers because they're twins. Or we need to use his genetics because they're exactly the same. He's like, no, just <laughs> let them just be brothers with any awkward brother relationship. <laughs> they could have. They could have made Jake. And that's David's thoughts on that. They could have made Jake his own avatar. I don't see why they needed to have. Like, I, I understand that they wanted it to be, like, he doesn't know anything about the world, and then Grace is mad at him, and, like, I don't know. Like, I understand all of that. I feel like it could have been streamlined to some other explanation other than the fact that his twin brother got murdered out of nowhere in the first <laughs> two minutes of the movie, and so they needed to find this other guy. I don't know. Sorry anyway. for all the... <laughs> Everything you had to deal with while watching this movie. <laughs> we're not we're not fun to watch this particular movie with. I am normally fun. Just not here. No, you are not. Not today. Yes, I am. Oh, I thought of my I thought of my other two my other two can't believe it okay, moments. Go for it. Okay, one of them is when Grace first goes to confront a uh, golf ball CEO guy about how she can't take this marine. He is not a researcher. And he gives her, like, the spiel about, like, well, he's all we've got. But at one point, he walks into his office and he picks up the little unobtainium model or whatever and goes, like, see this? This is why we're here. It's unobtainium. And I'm like, she didn't ask. She didn't ask you why we're here. She knows you're here for unobtainium. This is, this is, a, this is a poor excuse for exposition. I hate it. I'm upset. It's... It was it was a bad exposition moment. Yeah. It and wasn't then, done smoothly. That was not. And then um um when I can't remember her name because she doesn't really matter that much, but the pilot? Uh Trudy. Yes. Um Trudy. Uh when Trudy shows up in the battle in her in her plane and she shoots uh the colonel's plane and then they have like that mini standoff where they're shooting each other and then she dies right after that before she dies um he shoots her and then she's like did you forget i have guns too bitch or something first of all the bitch was added for a funny factor and it doesn't work it doesn't land it's not good second of all we know you have guns because you came into this scene shooting them 
Why is this isn't a gotcha line? Everybody knows that you have guns. You have you've been using them this whole scene. What? Why? Why is this line here? I just it, it really irks me. It just really really irks me. And we know. I had to take my earbud out of my ear because you were being so loud. Good. I ha- I held it up to my phone, so David, you're gonna get as part of the recording <laughs> just hearing Good. Hallie coming out of my earbud shouting. My recording has peaked quite a bit, so have fun dampening that in post. <laughs> Maybe I should move my microphone a little bit further away from my face. I'm just gonna use the compressor because that's what I use on all, right. all of it, and I don't know what it does, but I think it's for <laughs> moments like that. Great. <laughs> You get to use it. Anyway, those are my moments. Those are my camp. Those are my irrationally upset moments. Yeah. Did anything make you irrationally upset, Kristen? Oh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I mean, there were a couple. I can't. I can't think of them though. But I know that there were moments where I was like, eh, not great. Like that exposition moment too. I was like, okay, you're just <laughs> trying to Congrats. shove this in there, and you can't really find a better opportunity. but hmm. one thing that bothered me the other than the twin thing is they make a lot of, they make a big deal out of being the, um, the guy that rides the dragon looking thing. I can't remember what that was. Oh, the last shadow. Yeah. Yeah. The Toruk Mar. Yeah. Toruk. We'll call him Taruk because I can't remember the second part of his name, but I do like the name The Last Shadow. Yeah, but they make such a big deal out of it. And then when Jake decides that he's going to, that like that's the way he's going to get back on the good side of the Navi, he just like jumps on its back. It's not like there's, and then then we get a blackout. We don't even see him wrestling with it or anything. It's just like, he just like falls out of the sky onto it and then suddenly he's the holy figure or whatever in the navi's religion well he had the clever idea to fly above it you see because because he's the biggest baddest thing in the sky why would he look up exactly Okay, I realize that you're, like, saying this in a mocking (laughs) but I genuinely think of that specific like, if I remember anything from Avatar it is that line <laughs> because sometimes I think about it just in all these different predator or yeah like predator things where it's just I don't know if they're the biggest why would they look up like why do they have to watch their back I don't know but I like the line and it, like it sticks with me and so that was actually a moment in the movie that I did remember and I was waiting for and you guys come along and are like remember when he jumped on the back that was dumb I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of in the middle because I do think there's something inherently silly about it, but I would rather have that scene than watch an extended scene of him grappling with it. Because we've already seen him do that with his Ekron, and we've seen the wilderness animals, and we're about to get like. Oh, and a lot but of somehow scenes. I'm the guy that hates action in the action movies. But like, but like, <laughs> well. Yeah, you, you don't are. Want, because, you don't want 30 seconds of you... cool dragon fighting? Maybe 30 seconds, but I feel like Avatar would be like, 30 seconds? Here's two minutes. So I don't think it's possible in this I film. I got the, um, the, 
the um the only version that the public library had was the three Blu-ray disc extended edition, which has like yeah, <laughs> it has like three different versions of the movie, including like several extended things. And I was like, I'm gonna watch the shortest of them, but this, <laughs> there might there might be a dragon fight in one of those in one of those movies. They may have decided to to put it in there. It sounds like you're the one who requests it the most, David, so you should investigate and find out. And then report back to no, us. No, I'm, I'm good. I th- I'm good. Okay, it, doesn't, it doesn't actually bug me, but I guess because I just want to know more about how things work. Because, like, you know, he did the hair braid bonding thing with, with the flying thing that he had before the big dragon guy. And I want to know how that works. So are you... Because they said that the, the flying thing beforehand only bonds with one warrior, hunter, being, I don't recall, mm-hmm. um, for their entire life. And so what do you do if your, like, hunter person is like, hey, uh, I got bigger fish to fry, and then goes on to another thing, like, can Jake just switch between the two? I assumed like, he could oh, switch. Because it never... Big animal for today, but I'm going to take this smaller one later. Yeah, it never said the writer couldn't bond with multiple, just that the dragon itself so i assume that the dragon is upset maybe they thought they were the one and only i mean i would also feel upset that like one and only stressed me out is like what that's a lot that's a lot of pressure to be matched with just the one yeah everything is very monogamous in in pandora i guess it is never yeah there was never like Nothing lets you bond with it more than once. I don't know. We were only told that one thing could only well, be bonded one time. Yeah, because they... Although sp- the people... When... Well, when they... Sp- when ah, Neytiri was telling Jake about how the Ikran worked, she was like, these aren't like horses. They will only bond with one. Implying that the horses will just bond with whoever is riding them at the time. With the yeah, hair braid thing. David. Okay, I forgot about <laughs> the horses. Yeah, so you're wrong. The jungle. <laughs> about the slimy black snake dog. That's what I'm most interested in. Like, that's what I picked in the quiz of like, which one of these would you want as a pet? I was like, that one! It's gonna kill me before I even get to <laughs> That's okay. Oh, I picked, I picked the big the, the big one. The, the big, big black uh cat thing what the big the the big black that's what i'm talking about oh i thought you were talking about the little ones no oh well i heard the little ones well fine that's little because all animals that are cute are little okay well you can see where i got confused it's the same animal just like are you gonna be like well i don't know i'm choosing the kitten and you're like, well, I'm gonna choose the cat. It's very different. Like, it's the same. Are they the same? I thought they were different. No, they're the same. They were just little tiny babies. Oh, they're just the babies? Oh, they're just babies. Okay, well, I missed I missed the part where they were just babies. And then Siri... <laughs> Siri thinks I'm asking about it and is trying to talk to me. Let me just... <laughs> or at least I think they're babies. If someone's an avatar, such as Renato, correct me. 
Yeah, we would genuinely love to hear from Avenar Fischiettos because the world is like cool. I just feel like they focused on the wrong things so that their intent of having a cool fantasy world building experience didn't really come to fruition. But but like to to listeners who do who feel like it did that for them and want to impart their knowledge to us, we are very willing. I'm more willing than Hallie and David. No, I'm like pretty willing. Mm, I don't know. Which also can we get into one, how cool Grace is, and two, I didn't realize as I was watching it, or even after I finished, until you said it, that we never got an explanation about the school and what happened. Like we saw Grace with with the other people, like in pictures. And he was like, She wants back in. And that was it. It wasn't ever mentioned again. So I just want to know why things soured. I want to know what happened. I would also like to know that. Well, luckily, <laughs> there's going to be like 16 hours more Avatar. But will they focus on that? Yeah, will like... they focus on why Grace, who is dead, on why her school failed? I, I Yeah, that's actually all of Avatar 4. I hope you so. don't know that. It's like that season of the wire which... <laughs> what what david no one knows what you're talking david about. every time you make a reference it's wrong why would you do this <laughs> your references are bad <laughs> isn't there a season of the wire that's all about the public schools i don't know you think I'm in the wire? Like, wait, we're not in the wire you gotta pick your audience man <laughs> David, we're recommending Legally Blonde. I only know so many things. I have to I have to reference the things I know. We know. Do you? Well Yeah, Wire season four. All about Baltimore school. <laughs> you just looking up. Okay, well, hopefully. I knew I, knew I was well, right. Avatar 4 will be like The Wire season 4. Exactly. Glad we sorted this out a minute later. Yeah. But no, I do. That's one of my. I guess. Not. It's not quite a pet peeve. But with sci-fi movies, like I watched Underwater several months ago, and I really enjoyed it. Very anxiety. But so often, I feel like science fiction movies have like pictures of someone who's a leader in a setting, a group of people, with other people who have experience, and it's like it it, it isn't mentioned again. And so we, I guess, as the audience are like, oh, they've done this rodeo a few times before. They know what's up. But usually there's, it's, it's never just like, ah, yeah, I student taught for two years on Pandora. <laughs> and I don't do that anymore. It's just, it's this big open ending 
that it's fun and if they go back to it great but if not i want to be like why was there an abandoned copy of the lorax at the beginning of the movie what happened these are the answers we want these are the answers i want <laughs> who benefits who benefits who benefits from this school being closed down and and like the thing is, they had an opportunity to touch on it, too, because, God, Zoe Saldana's character's name. What is Neytiri. it? Neytiri. I, I remember that it begins with an N, and that's where it ends. But Neytiri can speak English, and she even referenced, you know, they're not like horses. So it's very possible that she attended this school that Grace was teaching at, and, or at the very least, picked up information from others who were attending the school and it, it's relevant like they could have mentioned that I don't know and they, they could have had some line include. I don't know I don't know but they could have found a way to fit it in and maybe they will in Avatar 4 and it'll be like the season of the wire but we only have to I wait know now. many years to find out yeah I'll only 50 before I learned. Well, languages are really easy in this movie. Jake picks up Navi, like, very quickly. He does. Fun fact, Sam Worthington, the actor who plays Jake, says that learning the alien language was easier than trying to do the American accent because apparently he's Australian. Yeah. Interesting. Well, there you go. I think that was, like, fact number two on the IMDb trivia. I think I made it through five, so that's all I know. I'm always impressed when people can do accents, like, convincingly. Right. I'm, I'm very bad like, at that. I not wish I had that I skill. Not a thing I can do. I'm fairly decent at accents. I have to, like, listen to it a little bit. Give me, give me an accent, Kristen. Do Russian. Oh, Russian. I can't, can't do just... Russian. I can do, like, two accents, but I can do them decently. No, I think you're okay. overselling your, ex your abilities here. Okay, I'm not, like, great, but of the ones I can do, I think I can do them decently. It's like, I'm not great at impressions of everyone, but I do a really great impression of one of the multiple personalities in the movie Sybil. <laughs> I okay, don't know do what that, that reference means. Do no, that, that personality, but like, also that personality doing Cockney. No, I'm not going to. There's pressure now. Kristen, come no, on. You can't just make a claim like that. You guys just have to believe me. No, I'm always impressed with people who can do Australian accents because those are impossible. It always ends up sounding British when I try. I was I was a little bit better when I was into Five Seconds of Summer because they're Australian and I would watch interviews and I could pick it up a bit more. But I have since fallen out and I could say good eye, right? And that's it. I think everyone can say that, so... It's not special. No. It is not. It is not. Okay. You just have well. to take my word for it. Sorry to disappoint. Not really. Well, you did disappoint. So. That's what they accepted. called me in high school. Christian disappointment. Rob Power wild card. <laughs> <laughs> disappointment Eddingson.
<laughs> I'm glad you guys are laughing because occasionally I make that joke with people and it falls flat <laughs> so hard. <laughs> and people just, they either just don't think it's funny or they don't realize that I'm joking. Or they don't care. That's also an option. But it, it happens a lot. So I'm glad you guys at least chuckled, if only out of pity. Well, you're welcome. I mean, it's also like, true, but... I like to say in languages that are, like, blatantly false, and I'll be like, you know, as the Greeks once say, live in la vida loca, and people will be like, that's Spanish. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> that's the God, joke, Karen. I thought that was Greek. God. So I just end up sounding dumb. Yeah. I once did that with, like, blueberry syrup on my pancakes and I was like I'm being healthy because I have blueberry syrup and my sister was like that's actually no better for you than the normal syrup and I was like god I know I'm 11 and I'm trying to be funny for god's sake you're supposed to have pity on small children trying to be funny David don't you hate how Hallie says syrup like she doesn't say the u that's between the r and the p syrup she just says syrup Syrup. No, there you said it because you're trying to syrup. Say it. So you say it like syrup. Syrup. And that's not what it is. It's syrup. 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 I prefer syrup. That's not a word. Syrup. It is. Yes, it is. Syrup. Syrup. No, that's just like the weird, like, verbal typo that you make when you're trying to do a really cool comeback and you just mess up. Syrup. And you accidentally say, <laughs> but yeah, that happens to me all the time when I'm trying to have a comeback. I just go syrup, <laughs> and then I'm like burn. No, when you're trying to like say a word, and instead of saying like caterpillar, you're like calipitter. Does like, that happen to you? you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking about <laughs> a little bit I can't even I can't even say the word that you mispronounced so it's pronounced calipitter that's how you say the word that I said <laughs> that's the word that you mispronounced what's in the heat of a fight and I've never gotten over no actually calipitter is what um one of my friends in middle school used to say she didn't ever like she never was corrected when she said caterpillar and as a result she said calipitter and it was only several years later that someone was like, do you say Calipitter? That she was like, yeah, what about it? And I think about it sometimes. Why aren't they called Calipitters? I think you're hiding your own mistake. I don't think so. In fact, I know so. I know that mm. I'm not hiding my own mistake. I've never made any mm. mistake ever in my entire life. <laughs> Remember when you thought birds were mammals? <laughs> They are. They're not. They're birds. They're mammals. I think about that sometimes, and it brings me joy. David, what, what, what's our next conversation topic that's relevant to Avatar? <laughs> I think we've covered everything on my list. Like, 
I had I had a note about like, is there much to talk about with Jake's character? But we already kind of <laughs> touched on that. Like, there's the weird thing of him being somehow like ordained by the Navi god or whatever. Like the the spiritual tree seeds that keep landing on him, and like yep. the tree is really into him. I don't know. <laughs> it was just it was just another part of the whole like big heart white dude savior man thing that he had going on that yeah yeah i was not good not great it wasn't great there was that um the visuals were pretty i still think that the animals were great i was really into all the animals but i think other than like the the obvious like corporate greed is bad don't cut down the rainforest kind of stuff <laughs> that we probably don't need to talk about. I think that was all I had. I do want not to mention that's not right. I don't know. I was just happy that Neytiri is that her name? Yep. Yep. Yeah. You got it right. uh, that Neytiri and Grace I just feel like lately I've been trying to be more conscious of selecting science fiction things that have like strong female characters, which sounds very, like, uh, virtue signaling or something, which is not what it's meant to be. But I just feel like so often a lot of science fiction has just, like, a lot of male presence, and so I'm trying to make yep. more of an effort to, like, really appreciate the women in science fiction roles. And I thought that they did a really good job, both with Neytiri and Grace, like, despite the white savior complex of this movie, which is bad, objectively, they were both great characters. And they were wonderful, and I liked them a lot. And so Avatar did good by them. Yeah. Speaking of Sigourney Weaver, we've talked about Alien, right? Have you seen Alien? I finally mm -hmm. watched Alien, like, two, three months ago, and I found out that Bomax, which is what I call HBO Max has aliens so that's on my list yeah that's the james cameron one. Oh, is it yeah that's fun okay okay noted so oh, speaking of just like related people it's fun because when i turned off avatar i handed my dad the remote and was like you can put on whatever you want and he put on star trek so he saw zoe saldana again and then i think he was flipping through channels maybe to set something up to record i don't know and we saw that Guardians of the Galaxy was on, and so we put it on just so we could say that we saw Zoe Saldana in, like, her three big science fiction roles. Good for her. Good for Zoe. Good for her. I wish Zoe nothing but the best. But yes, I will watch Aliens and report back. I yeah. hear people like it a lot. I hear it's one of the movies that uh, people like just as much, if not more, than the first which is rare for sequels. Yeah, sort of. It it definitely feels, now that I've seen a couple of James Cameron movies, it definitely feels like a James Cameron movie. So there, it's it's much mm -hmm. more action-focused than Alien is. Which Good. is just kind of like a, yeah, it's kind of a slower horror movie, almost. But okay. definitely, definitely some action things going on in Aliens. Yay, because... Ugh. Any movie from, like, the 70s and 80s, they need to learn to pick up the pace with the plot. 
It'll yeah. be like 45 minutes into the movie, and finally the big thing happens that by today's standards should have happened in the first 10 minutes. And I don't know if that's a comment on our society as a whole for wanting things to be faster, or if it's also a fair criticism of movies, maybe both. But they, they gotta speed things up, so hopefully Aliens will go a little bit faster. It it does, if I remember correctly. But, I don't know, I like I like sort of slow-paced movies some of the time. Especially, like, slow-paced kind of artsy science fiction movies. I can't remember if I liked Alien or Aliens better. I like them both for different reasons, but... It is okay. it is really good. <clears throat> okay. It's literally on my list, not just mentally. Sigourney Weaver. She's Sigourney very tall. Weaver. Do you guys have a guess for how tall Sigourney Weaver is? Let me look it up so I can double check, but I'm pretty sure I know the answer. 5'9". I think you... David, think do you have a guess? I think you mentioned this before. Is she like six foot? She's six feet tall. Yeah. Wow. Good yeah. for Sigourney. Because I was watching Alien, and I remember thinking, like, huh, she looks tall, but often, you know, 5'9 is tall for a woman, and I don't know, there are all these different things. And then I looked it up, and she's six feet tall. That's tall. Wow. Wikipedia says that she reportedly reached the height of five foot ten and a half inches by age 11. Wow. That's so That's tall. That point. must have made middle school At age really 11. rough. She said it had a negative yeah. impact on her self-esteem. She recalled feeling yeah. like, quote, a giant spider. Oh. So. There yeah. is an episode of Ned's Declassified where Moses bullied for being so tall. Yeah. Yeah. Sigourney Weaver probably saw that and was like, I feel that. This relates. She probably, yeah. I bet it happened that way. Yeah. Anyway, that's not related to Avatar. But no, not at all. But oh, you know what I wish Avatar had more of? What food? Yeah, I love. I, that's a good I point. Love seeing food in movies. Like when I saw, um, oh god, oh god, what's it called? The Force Awakens. And even Ray just puts that one like packet thingy on her tray, and then she puts like some liquid on it, and then it foams up, and then it. It becomes sort of like a spongy muff muffin consistency. I'm just really interested and charmed by alien foods. <laughs> and, or even just like different things. Food in general. Ratatouille, that's not alien food, but I'm into it. And I don't know, they had <laughs> such an opportunity to be like, here's really cool Pandora food. And we didn't get to see it. That was a missed opportunity. Yeah. yeah, there's like, he eats that one giant fruit thing that gets tossed And that's him. it. And that's it. Especially too, because it's what, like 21 something or other the year is? And so you also have the Yeah, and so you also have the opportunity to have futuristic human food. Although I don't think anyone knows how to do futuristic human food without just making it like space food and it all goes in packets. Right. Tubes. Yeah, no one no one gets creative. Yeah. They they really no. should. I wish like there's so many weird food trends that happen even today in the year 2021. 
that by 2154, like, who even knows? We would probably have so many things. Like, did you hear about the national Bucatini shortage? No, what's this? No? So, apparently, like, there's this two-pronged thing where, like, with COVID, a lot of the pasta makers have decided to switch from making their less popular shapes, like Bucatini, into just making their normal traditional shapes because people have been stocking up on pasta. So that's one thing that cuts into the Bucatini. The second thing is there was this viral recipe from the New York Times that's like shallot pasta that you serve over, like you, like this shallot sauce thing that you make that calls for Bucatini. And mm-hmm. it was so popular. It has like 10,000 likes or something on it, which is crazy for a recipe wow. out of the New York Times. But those yeah. two things combined have created a national Bucatini shortage. And it's very difficult to find this one shape of pasta. It's like... I I had to look it up because I I didn't know what shape it was. But I looked it up and I think we ate this at the beginning of quarantine. Like, I think my parents just bought some pasta somewhere. And it was amazing. It was top notch. So it's really sad that there's a shortage. Yeah. I just bought pasta because I feel like... In all the Instagrams I see of food, everyone has this pasta shape, and I don't remember what it's called, and I don't want to go downstairs to look it up. But it looks almost like a little, just a round circle of pasta, and then, like, someone poked their finger, and so it didn't poke a hole, but it kind of stretched it out. Excuse me, so sort of like a shell, but not a shell. Is it an or... And that's that's the shape. Is it an orchiette? The thing that looks kind of like an ear? Maybe that's it. It looks kind of like a what? Like an ear. Oh, oh! Don't describe it that way. Well, that's what that's what the name <laughs> means in Italian. It's a small ear. Okay, I'm looking that up. Yes, that's what it is. I feel like no one. Yeah, like point, I never saw. Point, point for David, the weirdest point we've Go given David. away on the podcast. Point for David. Point for David. <clears throat> Congrats. I feel like. I'm sure I've seen this noodle before, but rarely. But suddenly, it's everywhere on Instagram, so I bought some. And I'm going to make something. Yeah. And it'll look pretty. Like the food an avatar could have been. Like the food an avatar could have been. But they said no. Yeah. Even just making things a different color. Like, people talk about that ketchup from when I was a youngin'. That was like green ketchup and purple ketchup. And they're like, ew, gross. Yeah. I was so freaking in love with that stuff. Like, <laughs> make anything a weird color and I'm into it. Give me like lime green mac and cheese and I will enjoy it more. Uh, well, they yeah, made have pink you seen one the pink Valentine's for, va- okay. for Valentine's Day. That sounded good until they said it was candy flavored. And I want to yeah. try it just to know. But I don't expect to like it. <laughs> I asked my family, I'm like, if I bought it, would you guys try it? And they all said no. Like, I come mean, on, live a yeah, little. Yeah, that's because... You gotta... They make good you choices. You gotta at least give it a taste. You gotta right? try it. You don't have to eat, like, an entire bowl of it, but... Come on. A forkful. Even, like, three noodles. 
That's how I'll be spending my Valentine's Day. Getting the craft <laughs> pink candy flavored mac and cheese and writing an official Instagram post being like, it's not garbage, but it's not good. And that's it. Seeing, so, come on, just a forkful, even three spoonfuls to your family. <laughs> begging somebody else to eat this mac and cheese with you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that was Ava that was that Avatar. <laughs> how about how about we talk about for next week? For next week. Let's do it. Go into it, David. Next movie. Tell us what we're watching. The year is twenty XX. The Great Construction War has ended and we have lost. People have been replaced by plastics. Our buildings destroyed and rebuilt with brightly colored modular blocks. It is a dark, garish time, but there is hope. In the last remaining outpost of humanity, a child has been born with a special vision to reimagine and rearrange the synthetic materials of the new world into shapes of her choosing. She goes to war with the plastic humanoids, using their blockish designs against them, and in the end, creating a place where the humans can live free once more. That's right, for next time we're watching The Lego Movie, a bleak fairy tale about the end of the world. It's the Matrix, but everything is made out of bricks. Great. Hallie loves the Matrix, so she's going to have a real fun time. If we had to mention Dances with Wolves in this episode, we also had to mention the Matrix in this episode. It's only fair. Everybody's favorite movie, and Titanic. So, everyone's favorites. (laughs) It's a cursed episode. (laughs) Yeah, so the Lego movie. I don't know anything about it. It's Except that it was actually made out of Legos, wasn't it? They made everything and like did stop motion animation with it isn't that a thing i'm not sure on that one i don't think so i think it's just animated i don't i don't think i don't think so and then the animation is super cool though well that was the only thing like a really that was the only thing i thought i knew about the lego movie so maybe i'm wrong it's probably like highly influenced by it but i think it was all animated um, David, what do you think the odds are that they will say Lego my ego? Like, <laughs> I need to know. How Pretty likely low. do you think this is? Give us a number. Pretty low. Pretty low? Okay. okay. I doubt. I what are doubt you saying, Hallie? Would... What? What are you saying? What are you laughing about? No, I'm just laughing. Like, like the chances that, I don't know. It's a really funny concept. Like not like not telling David whether he's correct or not. I find his answer hilarious, and I find the question even more so. I can't I can't imagine they would stoop to such a low pun in the Lego okay, movie. So, like, <laughs> so scale of one to ten, one being like it's it's never gonna happen, and ten being like they say this at least twice. What number do you think this is? The chances are that they say, Lego, my ego. It's got to be like a three. Okay. Like, it's I'll not, take it. it's I not impossible. It's not noted. impossible, but like. But improbable. It's pretty, it's pretty low hanging fruit, you know? Like. I don't know. The Lego, the we'll Lego movie people are also the Into the Spider Verse people, right? 
Yes, yeah. they and are. I liked, I liked, That's correct. I liked Into the Spider Verse. So you did. I can't imagine that they would stoop to such a such a low hanging pun. But we'll find we'll out. See. Okay. For next That's your time. answer. Okay. We'll find out. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for the Lego Movie. And uh, until next time, so long, Kristen. So long, David. Goodbye, Howie. Goodbye, David. And goodbye, listeners. Have a good couple of weeks. (laughs) 